Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 73 of Better Regulate Than Never. This week, when I was working with a client, they were talking about imposter syndrome. Now, as a young person, I don't, I don't remember, well, I didn't know what it was. I never heard of it when I was younger. So maybe I had it. And I'm trying to think of uh, times when I, I mean, I'm sure I did. I think this is like every human in the world feels this way. But imposter syndrome for me really became a thing or came out when I was working and when I was out in the world. And so if you are a younger person, I'll try to give some examples of what it might be like as a teenager and then also kind of how it is for older people, because actually I think most of the people that listen are adults, um, which is great. I, whoever listens and you're, I'm glad you're listening. Um, but imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel like that at any moment, someone's going to find out that you've been lying to everyone the whole time and you're really not as good as they think you are or smart or you, the job that you have, even though you're successful, you got there accidentally or you got there by luck or that you don't belong where you are. I think that could certainly be something that a young person could feel like, I don't belong here. How did I get here? What's going on? I remember as a, as an elementary student riding on the bus and kind of looking out the window and just thinking, why was I born here? Why wasn't I born in Africa? Or why was I, you know, why do I have the parents that I have? Why do I have this life? Why don't I have a different life? And so I suppose that's a little bit like as a, a young person, a lot of people probably question that. Um, or if you, if people, when you're in high school, if you have been getting a lot of accolades for being smart, you might in your mind think, I'm not really that smart. Why do people think I'm smart? Even though your success or your grades or whatever would say different. I remember when I first heard about imposter syndrome, it was just maybe five years ago. And it was such a relief for me to hear about it because I had been thinking that I was a fraud or an imposter or people really didn't know the truth about me. And I thought that it was just the way I felt inside my mind and inside my body. But then when I realized it was a thing and really famous people like Oprah or people that I do see as an expert or a leader, they were thinking the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy or I'm there, you know, I am worthy and I, I can do these things. So it's really helped me once I knew it was a thing it kind of took away all the pain and misery of feeling like an imposter. Um, but I do think that even though it's way more of a thing now and people are talking about it, some people are really struggling with it. I remember my first counseling, school counseling job. I had been a teacher and then I got my degree for being a school counselor and I got my first job. And the whole time I was like, oh my, you know, before I ever met any of the students, before I started on the first day or whatever, I thought, oh my gosh, they've hired me accidentally. Like, I don't know anything about being a school counselor. I don't know how to do this. How am I going to help people? I don't know anything about it. 
And I remember sitting in my office and I didn't have clients at first because with teens, especially, but probably with any uh, counselor, therapist, whatever, people have to know they can trust you and believe in you. And when you're new, you don't have any, they don't have any evidence to go with to say, oh, I can trust that person. So kids weren't coming in because they didn't know me and they didn't know what I was doing. Well, a teacher was having a problem with a a student in their class and they called me and they said, Hey, this student's really struggling. I'm going to send them to you. And I rem- I was like, okay, on the phone. And then as soon as I hung up, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't know how to help this person, whatever. But you have to have a first time to do something and it's scary. And you think, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to do it. And this is terrible. Anytime you get a new job, no matter what it is, I'm sure even in fast food, like your first day where you have to do the work, in your mind, you're thinking, well, I can't do this. I don't know how to do it. Um, I don't know how to stock the shelves or I don't know how to help customers or whatever. So everyone feels it to some extent. So I hope that that does already make you feel better. But the problem with imposter syndrome is that you, it, it can make you feel really bad about yourself. It can feel exhausting because you're constantly fighting against, okay, well, I'm having success or I am doing some things that are right and good. And yet my brain is telling me, oh, you're not any good at this. You don't know what's going on. You shouldn't be here, whatever. Um, but that's what our brain does. And we've been talking about that in so many episodes that our brain talks us out of things. Our brain tells us bad things about ourselves and we don't have to believe it. And so imposter syndrome is exactly the same thing. It's just more of those negative thoughts that come in that say, you, you have no business being here. Who do you think you are? You don't know how to do this. You don't fit in. You are not like everyone else. You're not good enough, smart enough, thin enough, athletic enough, all those things. Remember we've, if you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me say that. And even when we have success and even when people do like us, and even when people say that we're smart or good, we just don't believe it. Well, the reason that I titled this episode, embrace your inner imposter is that I think there are some things that we can learn from when we're questioning ourselves. And of course, I've just in the last episode. And then in other episodes, um, before that, we talk a lot about questioning ourselves, you know, like, so what, and what am I supposed to learn from this? And so using that kind of questioning can help this. And so when that imposter comes out, or when we think, you know, that we can't, we shouldn't be where we are, we shouldn't be doing the things that we're doing, because we're really a fake. How can we use that to help us? How can we And maybe one of the things we can do is stop calling it a syndrome. When we make it something that's bad, then we are trying to get rid of it. Oh my gosh, this is, these are bad thoughts. I'm trying to shut that door on them. Remember when we shut the door on them at some point, they're busting through and we need to actually question them and feel it and let it go through our bodies. So what if we used that inner imposter that's there? And we used that imposter to help motivate, motivate us to work in a different way. Now, I, I want to say work harder, but that's not always what is needed. But how can we use it for motivation? Maybe question ourselves differently. So instead of saying, just saying, I don't know how to do that, or I'm not good at this, or this is, I'm a fake. 
say, I don't know how to do this yet, or I am working on learning this concept. So just using it to when that person, that imposter comes up and says, you don't know any of this stuff, just using that as like, oh, well, I'm going to learn it. Everything is figure outable. And there's a book like that. I'm going to get that because I'm going to read it and maybe it can be an episode. But if everything is figure outable, which it is, then if you really don't know how to do something right now, you'll just learn. Like I will get to that point. Or maybe that imposter can help us to work smarter. So maybe rethinking how we're doing something. You know, what if I do this differently? How would it feel? Or maybe you are doing it in a way that takes too long or has too many steps or whatever. How can you change some of those steps or combine some of those steps? Or feel like listening to that imposter might help us to become better learners. Like, oh, well, what are some insights that I need to seek out from other people? What's something that, what's an idea someone else has that could help me in this situation? Because whenever we're uncertain, that helps us to ask more questions, absorb new ideas, so that we can learn new and different things that actually would be helpful for us. Instead of looking at that imposter like, oh, well, this is the truth and we really don't know, or we we really are terrible, or we really are a fake, you know, what do we know that's good and how can we keep going? What do we still need to know and learn yet that gets forget it's figure outable and how do we do that? And where do we need to take in some feedback from other people and incorporate it in, not as a punishment or see you you really don't know what you're doing, but how can I use that to do something else? Some of the questions that you could ask yourself to kind of be more objective about yourself or objective about your about your schoolwork or objective about your work in general or is what does good work look like today? So instead of looking at the whole picture, when you go to school that day, or when you go to work that day, what will being a good student, or what will be a good employer, what will that look like today? And then when the day is over, what did I do well today? Just like taking little steps and what is good? Um, what's something that I could do differently. Now, not in a punishing like, oh, you're so stupid, you should have done this differently. But what could be different? What would be what would be helpful? What can I learn from that? And do I need to get some feedback from another, like my boss? Or do I need to get feedback from my teacher? And then how do I use that feedback to help and learn instead of just beat myself up about it. Another kind of, I think, fun thing that you could do. um, I know my daughter told me about this a long time ago, and it was kind of just about like her inner thoughts. She created a persona that her thoughts were saying to her, and it actually does help you to separate yourself from your thoughts. So um, I think she told me that her inner conscience, I guess, is what we were thinking about it at the time. It's like this English gentleman smoking a pipe, you know, speaking in an English accent. And 
Another person said that their inner critic, that person, that imposter saying, oh, you don't know what you're doing. You aren't smart enough, good enough, whatever. She sees her inner critic as a warty toad and she named him Clarence and he's the one telling her all these negative things. So it might be kind of fun to make your imposter or your inner critic a persona, like make them a different person. And it will, for one, help you to remove yourself from the thoughts being you. Because remember, we are not our thoughts. And those beliefs that we have about ourselves, that's not really us. So if you make it a different person and a different animal or a different thing saying those things, it helps you to realize it isn't you. Um, We also have talked about being the watcher of our thoughts. So when we have those imposter or critical thoughts that we watch our brain saying those thoughts and then we say, oh, you know, I see that you want to tell me I don't know how to do this, but that's okay. You can keep saying that, but I'm going to move forward or I'm going to go in this direction or I'm going to realize that this is figure outable. This is something that I'm still learning. So I want you to embrace that critic in a way, not in a embrace the bully so that you can tear yourself down, but look at that inner imposter, that inner critic, think about them as a different person, give them a name, give them some kind of, you know, what do they look like? What do they sound like? And remove yourself from those. And when you do feel this way, which every single person in the world feels this way in some way. When you feel that way, know that it's normal. Nothing has gone wrong. This is exactly the way everyone else's brain works. And just remove the painfulness of it because the painfulness is that you think it's true. So realize it's not true. Maybe you don't know something yet. Maybe you haven't achieved something that you want to. Maybe you don't have that friend that you want to have or whatever, but there are lessons to be learned. There are ways to go through this in a way that you can take the pain and the exhaustion out of it. So try those things this week. Please get on my Facebook, my Instagram, whatever, go to my website. I would love to hear from you. I want to know how are these things helping you? Who are you? What are you working on? What do you need help with? And I will be able to help you with all those things. I'm so excited to talk to you next week. And I hope you have an amazing week. Talk to you soon.